Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. I'm going to get a little technical here and ask you, can viewing others experiencing stress... When you see someone experiencing stress, can that create a contagious physiological response to the person that is watching this happen? In other words, can you catch another person's stressful feelings and levels? And here to tell us if that's the case today is my guest, Dr. Judith Orloff. She is a New York Times bestselling author of a new book, The Empath's Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. So, Dr. Orloff, can you catch stress? I mean, I, I personally think you can. I think it's very contagious. And But how does that happen? Oh, yeah. Stress is extremely contagious. And, and I write about people who are highly sensitive and empathic, and they tend to be emotional sponges. And so when stress is, let's say, in the workplace, they take on stress just like an emotional sponge, and they take on other people's stress. So it's not only their own stress they come in with. They have, take on all the stress in the workplace. And if somebody comes in in your office and they're anxious and they're fearful, that will spread like a virus throughout the whole workplace. So you can catch it. And if you're an empath or highly sensitive person, you really catch it. It's really strong. Then how does anybody go into the field of psychology or social work or psychiatry at all? I mean, wouldn't that make them, you say empath, like some, you know, that's like on Star Trek, she's an empath, and she takes on everybody's thing, but she's also the ship's counselor. How do you do that? Yeah, good question. And that's why I wrote the Empath Survival Guide, is to give people strategies on how to be empathic, how to be intuitive and open, and yet not take on other people's stress. So you need to learn how to set clear boundaries. You need to learn that no is a complete sentence. You need to learn how to set up a protective shield around your body and learn how to meditate to center and ground yourself and be in nature. There are all kinds of techniques that you can use to stop sponging up everybody's stress, including that on the news. Well, that's a big one. I mean, that on the news. And as somebody myself who I feel that I am an empath and I talk about a lot of things, Dr. Orloff, cancer and, you know, really unbelievable medical conditions. And then I watch the news and politics. I feel like my own head's going to blow off. But I try to internalize it and externalize it. And I try to exercise and try and talk myself almost the way that, that, you know, in Beautiful Mind, he talked himself basically out of schizophrenia. I try and talk myself out of letting it hurt me and affect me so deeply, but does that make us less empathic then? Oh, no, not at all. You're using a a technique called positive self-talk, and empaths and sensitive people need to learn how to do that, because if you have a fearful thought come in your mind, you know, or if you're addicted to cable news or you can't stop a behavior, you need to use positive self-talk to shift out of it and say, all right, you know, you need to take a technology fast right now and go out in the park, go walk on the beach, go walk in a garden so that you can replenish yourself. But without that talk, you're just involuntarily there soaking up the stress. 
But you, the, the beautiful thing about being an empowered empath is you can take charge of your life. And whenever you notice that you're taking on something from, let's say, a stressful person or an energy vampire, which I talk about in the book, you can take an action at that point. For instance, the chronic talker, somebody who might corner you at a party or a conference, and they don't even take a breath for you to get out of there. Now, what do you do? You know, you have to learn how to interrupt politely. You have to say, I'm sorry. You know, I need to stop you in midstream because I've got to go over to this other person or, you know, nothing else is left to say. You say, I go to the bathroom. You know, I'm sorry, I need to go to the bathroom and excuse myself. So, but the point is, empaths need to learn self-care. And that's what the empath survival guide is about. And self-care means learning how to work with those areas of stress that just slam you during the day without being knocked over by it, learning how to reconstitute yourself, even through the three-minute meditation that I, I talk about. And I practice as a psychiatrist all the time between patients where I just sit for three minutes, breathe, center myself, and focus on my heart and some kind of beautiful thought. You know, people like to focus on their animals or a sunset or a flower and just breathe and center yourself. That does wonders to stop absorbing stress. It does. And and I've tried those things. So I hear you. Now, let's switch it around for a second, Dr. Orloff, as parents. And as you say right now, with all social media and all this, and this may be a whole other topic in talking to your kids about events going on and trauma and fires and these things. But our kids feel the stress that we are exhibiting. And whether we're having trouble paying bills or watching the forest fires, you know, or anything they pick up on it. So while we're trying to be empathic and positive, talk to ourselves, how do we not be the contagion? How do we not be the carrier? By learning to center and ground yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed by stress or trauma, or you're getting thrown off by work or family or news, it's your response, our responsibility to learn techniques to breathe, center yourself, even take a bath because sensitive people love water. Water detoxifies you and helps you relax and come back to center. Uh, to use those techniques before you talk to your children because children can pick up the stress in parents and they absorb it. You know, if your mother's anxious, you can pick up the anxiety of your mother as a child and continue to carry it the rest of your life. It, it can get pretty intense, the things that empaths do. And that's why it's important to use the breath and breathe it out. You pick up somebody's stress. You have to ask yourself this question. This is key in the book. Is this emotion mine or somebody else's? You have to get used to asking yourself that question if you're an emotional sponge. And then you can determine whether or not you're picking up someone else's stuff or people in the workplace or people at school, you know, or if it's your own that you need to deal with, your own anxiety about whatever happened. And so by sorting this through, that decreases your anxiety level and your stress level significantly. Hmm, that's so interesting because, I mean, if you look at it, that ability to share emotional information with each other is part of the human experience. It really is. And it adds to that richness of our lives. But to be able to separate yourself from it, if someone you love is going through a stressful situation and you're telling yourself you're internalizing it you're you're but you're also trying not to let it affect you mentally and physically because stress has such a physiological effect on us 
How oh, do you it does. separate you have a fight, that? Fight or freeze response. It you does. Know, just go into you know adrenaline overload and become so anxious, and then empaths go on sensory overload where they just have so much coming in so fast. They get anxious, panic attacks, want to withdraw from the world. You know, it 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 spirals. That's why it's important every morning. You know, to start the day out with some kind of calming exercise and some kind of affirmation and you know, starting from a very positive place rather than, oh, my God, I have so much to do. How am I going to get through the day? <laughs> that generates that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is how yeah. most of us wake up, right? Oh, my God, I've got so much to do. i got to get up, got to get up, you know. Yeah. And that's what we do. But instead, you're saying, maybe lie there a minute and, and meditate for a second and catch, wake up, not jump up, right? Exactly. Lower in the morning when don't just pop up, get your coffee, check your emails, and off you go. Hmm. I mean, and I'm kind of a high energy person. I'm not sure if you could pick that up, but um, I, in the morning, I feel like if I don't jump up and get going, you know, that's what gives me that motivation. But you're right, then it does add to the stress. I think more importantly is the stress before we go to sleep. That's when we want to turn our minds off, Dr. Orloff. We want to be able to you know, take that stress and get it out of there and, and, and so that we can relax and have a glass of wine and not worry all the time. Exactly. And I, in the book, I, I suggest that empaths and sensitive people create a sleep temple, you know, to make their bed like a temple where you have beautiful sheets and beautiful comforters and spiritual objects around the room and anything that could ground you. You never do bills on the bed. You never argue on the bed. It's a safe place to go and to get off your uh, electronic machines, you know, at least two hours before you go to sleep. So you have that open-ended peacefulness in your mind and you're not still inundated with information. You want to calm the mind down so you can sleep well. You don't want to just be inundated and then jump in bed. It doesn't work. You don't just fall asleep. It doesn't work that way. You have to no. ease your way into sleep. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, and, and that's the time of the day that I try most to not let yeah. all of this get to me and affect me. And because otherwise it could affect you all day long and every day. And so wrap it up for us. First, tell people where they can find out more about you and the book and, and give us your best advice, really your best yeah. advice about the fact that stress is contagious, the fact that we are putting it out there so that other people pick it up from us just like a freaking cold and that we're getting it from people the same way. And what do you want us to do to stop that cycle? Right. Well, to begin with, you can get the Empath Survival Guide and the Empath Survival Guide online course at my website, which is www.drjudithorloff.com, O-R-L-O-S-S.com. And so there's information about online course, my workshops, and the book is available there and, of course, on Amazon and all the online uh, sites. Um, and my best advice to everyone is to take the quiz in front of the book and find out if you're an empath. It's a 20-question self-assessment test that you can self-diagnose yourself. You know, if you're an empath, if you're an emotional sponge, you need to know because you don't want to be running from doctor to doctor with a big medical checkup and, and never get to the bottom of why you're feeling so tired and anxious all the time. 
if you're an empath, there's a whole different strategy to dealing with your anxiety and stress than other people. Not everyone is an empath. And so if you learn you're an empath, you can thrive and you can really maximize your gifts of intuition and caring and empathy without becoming a people pleaser, without giving too much of yourself and being burned out, without taking on the stress of the world. These are all, this is a skill set. And so I want to give everyone hope. And, you know, I'm an empath and I wouldn't trade it in for anything. It's so amazing, the depth and connection and love and fun and nature connection. You know, so many things we can do, but you need to learn skills how not to absorb other people's stress. And that is totally possible. It is. And and while it might feel listeners like being cold sometimes to try not to let it, you know, affect you so deeply. But what Dr. Orloff is saying is so important. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves because otherwise, especially we women cannot take care of everybody else, which is what we do. So we have to put our own masks on really. And we have to stop with the negative self-talk and give ourselves some positive self-talk and learn to meditate or in my case, nap and really figure out how not to be that emotional sponge. And if you are, there are ways. So thank you so much, Dr. Orloff. You're listening to Life's Too Short right here on Radio MD. Of course, you can hear us on RadioMD.com, but you can also hear us on TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, all of these places that you can hear podcasts. So I hope you'll share it with your friends. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.